Hey, how you doing? It's Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I know. I <clears throat> I didn't really notice it coming either. It's because it's, it's not a real holiday here, so it's really just an excuse to drink and bars are closed and, you know, people don't really notice. But uh, yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. Future St. Patty's Days will also be less important, I would guess. I mean, this year has been a reset, you know? Sort of like a reset. Uh, it's really only a $2 holiday anyway. I mean, you know. I celebrate Pi Day more than St. Patty's Day. Pi Day was on the 14th. <clears throat> this coming Monday is an important day. I did my first report one year ago, Monday, on YouTube. Then they took it down, even though I was 100% right. YouTube thought I was lying when I said the census would, would be months late and the Republicans were using it so they could get more representation in Congress and undercount cities. That's exactly what happened. That's everything that they did. Everything I said they were doing is what happened. And YouTube took it down. Uh, that was March uh, 22nd, 2020. I put up two versions of the video because I was practicing. The first one, oddly, is still up. It's not as good as the second one, but it's still up. And I actually, uh, uh, that is my first podcast. I just played it to my phone. So it's not a very good quality one. The first week or two of my podcast isn't a very good quality. But after that, they got better. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Hey, thanks for coming here, man. I appreciate you. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the list. I really appreciate you being here. I really do. Uh, bring someone along with you tomorrow if you can. And if, if they like it, that's cool. If they don't like it, yeah, that just means they don't have any taste. Right? Uh, go, Joe! Uh, this is what I want. President Joe Biden, for the first time yesterday endorse uh, significantly overhauling the legislative uh, filibuster by requiring senators who wish to obstruct to hold the floor and speak continuously. A major departure from the current no-show filibuster that allows law lawmakers to do basically nothing. I would go further and require them to talk about the issue. But this is a good start. I mean, even the Mr. Smith goes to Washington, uh, you didn't have to talk about the issue. You could talk about anything, you know? Uh, in, in the movie, I think at one point, he, he just starts reading the Constitution. Anyway, Biden backed the change at a moment when a growing number of Democratic senators are clamoring for significant weakening of the, or outright, outright complete abolition of the 60-vote rule which gives the minority party in a narrowly divided Senate considerable power to block every, everything, which is what the Republicans are going to do. You know that. They've been trying to. Uh, Biden said in an interview with George Stephanopoulos of ABC News that the modern filibuster, which can be deployed via email, has produced so much obstruction that democracy is having a hard time functioning. Uh, to pass this rule change, you would need 49 Democrats, conservative Democrat Joe Manchin, who said he would be on board for it, uh, he's from West Virginia, and a tie-breaking vote from Kamala Harris. Oddly, 
it's possible to get backing from Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul because he has a romanticized, he's, he has romanticized the Mr. Smith filibuster and he likes to do it himself. But I doubt he'll fall out of line. So we're going to need all 50 senators uh, in, in the Democratic Party. Uh, this is how I see... Uh, this is how I see it. If if you don't remove the sixty vote threshold, make two thirds or sixty percent of who is present for cloture instead of a sixty vote cloture. Require forty one votes to sustain a filibuster at any time, unless forty one senators insist on uh, talking to continue. Uh, and then you just call the debate over. The vote then happens at 3 a.m. when Republicans are asleep and stuff finally gets passed. So basically, 3 a.m., seven Democrats are there, three Republicans are there, and the seven Democrats say, okay, we're going to have a vote. And they vote. <laughs> Suddenly, Republicans can't stop them. Because um, who's going to get out of bed in the middle of the night to be greedy? Maybe Republicans would. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> now that I have your attention, let's 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 make the attempt. Try and fix the world. The burn. Feel the burn. Uh, Bernie Sanders has a new bill. Uh, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, of course, today is set to unveil legislation that would uh, raise taxes on large corporations that pay their CEOs over fifty times more than the median worker. I've always said that if you are a corporation in the U.S., the U.S. can force rules on you to keep that corporate identity because it's a corporation. There are laws that, that, uh, um, uh, that are for corporations alone, and you can do anything you want. <clears throat> My rule idea was that no CEO would be allowed to make more than 20 times their lowest paid employee. What would that do? Well, you know, CEOs are still going to get paid no matter what. So this would force corporations to contract out part of their business to smaller corporations. And those would contract out smaller and so on and so on and so on. That would allow diversity in the workforce and increase chances for workers to get jobs. Of course, the, the current CEO would not be allowed on the boards of any of those other companies. Uh, Sanders' bill is different. The new bill would raise the corporate tax rate for com companies that, uh, with gross rece receipts of over $100 million a year, where the CEO is making anything more than 50 times the median worker. Problem with that bill would be CEOs getting more stock or future stock in, pla in place of pay. It just requires restructuring and in in, in, in paying CEOs. So you could cheat to get around it. Uh, moving on, the Biden administration... <clears throat> is not acting fast enough to offset Trumpian policy to save Americans from devastation. There are just too many minds to keep up with, you know, in, in, the, in the minefield, the Trump minefield. Uh, utility companies in the last 10 days have reported more than 750,000 residential electric, electricity shutoffs since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, with one Florida firm accounting for a third of power cuts. The report, entitled Power Crisis, found that electric companies have performed at least 765,000 household disconnects in 10 states, uh, with the overwhelming majority of the shutoffs occurring uh, due to customer non-payment. The report focuses on 10 states 
without moratoria that disclose their disconnection data. Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, North Carolina, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, South, South Carolina, and West Virginia. Mostly Republican states there. Uh, Duke Energy, which reported nearly 98,000 disconnects across three states, Florida, North Carolina, and South Carolina, equivalent to 2% of the company's customers in those states. By the way, Duke Energy, huge Republican donor. So much so, if they didn't donate to Republican cases, uh, causes rather, they could probably pay for all those bills. Anyway, Georgia Power... Uh, reported more than 131,000 disconnects since July, equivalent to 6% of the company's customers. Florida Power and Light, which reported more than 255,000 disconnects since October, is equivalent to 3% of the company's customers. Uh, The Texas energy crisis brought on by deregulation shows a very important flaw in allowing shutoffs. People die. Being cut off from electricity is devastating under any circumstances, but it's a matter of life and death during cold water and a pandemic where you're supposed to stay at home. Moving on. In response to uh, GOP's ongoing nationwide assault on voting rights that uh, threatens to restrict ballot access for tens of millions of Americans, the Brennan Center for Justice released a new analysis yesterday showing that if the Senate joins the House in passing the For the People Act, Congress can thwart virtually every single one of the more than 250 voter suppression bills uh, that have been introduced by Republican lawmakers in 43 states. All of the bills, except for the ones... um, uh, There are certain bills that restrict uh, the governor from sending um, ballots to everyone even if they don't ask for them. Those are the only uh, laws that it wouldn't restrict, that it wouldn't fix. Anyway, the For the People Act would create a national baseline for voting access that every American can rely on and would foil states' efforts to manipulate voting rules to exclude eligible voters or create discriminatory outcomes. The law would establish automatic and same-day voter registration nationwide, require every state to have online systems that allow voters to register to vote, Uh, update their information and require absentee ballots. Uh, It would require at least 15 consecutive days of early voting and mandating that early voting locations be open for at least 10 hours a day. It would prohibit voter purges and ban the use of non-forwardable mail. Uh, It would commit to passing the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and it would reestablish pre-clearance requirements for states attempting to pass restrictive voting measures, which was in the Voting Rights Act in the first place, and that was just, you know, thrown, thrown out in 2013. Or no, not 2013. When was it? Was it during the Trump administration? I forget. Uh, it was challenged and tossed. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. President Joe Biden yesterday warned that Russian President Putin will pay a price in the wake of a new report from the U.S. intelligence community that concluded the Kremlin interfered in the 2020 White House race. Biden said, uh, referring to uh, Putin, and I think this was also on George Stephanopoulos, Biden said, we had a long talk, he and I. I know him relatively well, and the conversation started off, I said, I know you, and you know me. If uh, If I established this occurred, 
then be prepared. Uh, by the way, Biden um, met with him in uh, met him in 2011, I believe it was, where uh, uh, Biden said that uh, he didn't think he had a soul, and uh, that that Putin said, "Well, we we know each other very well," or something like that. Uh, it was an odd conversation. Anyway, Biden declined to elaborate on the consequences Putin would face, saying that uh, you'll see you'll see what it is shortly. But he maintained the U.S. could walk and chew gum at the same time with regard to its Russia foreign policy, meaning that uh, um, they can work with Russia on some things and still uh, spank them for other things. Biden's remarks come after the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a declassified assessment yesterday which found that Putin authorized influence operations aimed at denigrating Biden's candidacy in the Democratic Party while supporting former President Trump's re-election campaign. So, you want to support Trump? You support Russia. That's basically it. You want to re- support Russia? You support Trump. Because Russia supports Trump. Uh, The influence operations conducted by various Russian government organizations also had uh, as their goal undermining public confidence in the electoral process and exacerbating socio-political divisions in the U.S., and that's according to the ODNI assessment. To that I say, mission accomplished. That's why we had the insurrection. So for you psychos out there who were involved in the insurrection, you fool. You were stupid enough to be manipulated by Russians, by Putin. That's how stupid you are. Moving on. Uh, This is what I've been saying. And I think we should do the same thing in the U.S. And and I've talked about this. I've said, hey, if if a... uh, um, if a cyber attack is really bad, why can't we uh, um, counterattack with nuclear weapons or with bombs or missiles or, or, or physical attacks? We should. With Russia, we should. Anyway, uh, the UK has changed its defense policy, which may enable it to use nuclear weapons in response to emerging technologies. The country's integrated defense review published yesterday included a subtle line on when the UK reserves the right to use nuclear weapons. It says the UK could use nuclear weapons if other countries use weapons of mass destruction against it. Such weapons include emerging technologies that could have a comparable impact to chemical, biological weapons, or other nuclear weapons. What this means is if if a cyber attack is serious enough to cause severe damage to infrastructure or to people, they could respond with nuclear weapons. Uh, the report doesn't explicitly say that, but it could be taken that way. And I think it was meant to be vague, you know, and I think we should be vague about it too. Uh, moving on, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken announced uh, late yesterday Sanctions for 24 more Chinese and Hong Kong officials for further curtailing democracy in Hong Kong. Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan are due to meet this week in Alaska with senior Chinese officials in the first face-to-face discussions between diplomats from the U.S. and China since President uh, Biden took office. Uh, The sanctions were introduced under the Hong Kong Autonomy Act 
and signed into law by uh, then-President Trump last July over national security law Beijing imposed on the uh, on Hong Kong. Uh, and that law was horrible. And I do agree. I said this before. I do agree with some things that Trump has done. You know, that's probably one of them. Um, and now remember, I will always call out Democrats faster than Republicans. I say that all the time. A damning new politi- uh, Politico series based on 312 pages of internal memos reveals that federal antitrust regulators appointed by former President Barack Obama misread the evidence in front of them and left much of the digital future in Google's hands, even though investigators concluded that the tech giant's efforts to dominate mobile internet searches was well-documented and illegal. And I remember way back then, I think it was like 2013 or something that I was, yeah, 2013. Uh, I remember way back then I was like, why aren't you doing more? What is going on? And that's when I decided that uh, at that time, I, I decided that Obama was just a little bit too right wing for me. Anyway, the reporting sheds light on a 19 month probe by federal trade commission that in early 2013, uh, amounted to what some described as a slap on the wrist. The series comes as Google faces three antitrust lawsuits from the Department of Justice and coalitions of states' attorneys general. Uh, hundreds of pages of unreleased inter- internal FTC memos obtained by Politico. By the way, Politico, great, uh, great news writing. Uh, Politico.com is a great, uh, great site to have in your, bro- uh, in your browser history. Uh, the FTC memos obtained by Politico showed uh, for the first time that the agency's commissioners dismissed substantial evidence to support the monopoly claim, including taking the rare step of rejecting a recommendation by staff investigators to sue Google. Imagine that. But wait for the other shoe. There is another shoe in this. <clears throat> the, I haven't done another shoe in a long time, have I? Uh, The contracts at the center of the uh, fight uh, made Google the default search engine on almost all U.S. smartphones and locked in that exclusivity for years, giving the company a major advantage, just as Americans were starting to flock to smartphones. I didn't get my smartphone until, what, three years ago? Something like that? I had a flip phone. Can you imagine? Um... In its antitrust suit against Google last October, Department of Justice revealed that the company pays as much as $12 billion a year to Apple alone to keep its search engine as the default on iPhones, iPads, and the Safari browser. Uh, though opponents of the uh, of corporate consolidation have applauded, applauded Biden's uh, reported decision to nominate Columbia Scal- uh, Law School professor Lena Khan to the FTC, Nyland notes that many of the people who were involved in the FTC's Obama-era probe of Google are still players in the antitrust fights involving the tech giants. Sometimes on the other side. In other words, they were tasked with investigating them, and then suddenly they end up being hired by them. The, the, the uh, news series identifies former FTC commissioners and other staffers staffers now associated with not only Google, but Amazon, Facebook, and Microsoft. Isn't that something? The revolving door continues. 
So in Georgia, eight killed so far in a murderous rampage by what appears to be a racially motivated attack against uh, Asians by a white guy. Oh, God, when's it going to end? A series of shootings at three Atlanta-area massage parlors left eight people dead and raised fears that the attack was another hate crime against Asian Americans. Police arrested a white 21-year-old Georgia man and said the motive for last night's attacks wasn't immediately known, though many of the victims were uh, women of Asian descent. I believe six of them were. Uh, The attacks began yesterday evening when five people were shot at Young's Asian Massage Parlor near Woodstock, about 30 miles north of Atlanta. Uh, Cherokee County uh, Sheriff's Spokesman Captain Jay Baker said, uh, that's what they they said, and uh, also said two people died at the scene and they were taken to the hospital where uh, two others died. Uh, About an hour later, police responded to a call about a robbery found three women dead from an apparent gunshot wounds at Gold Spa near Atlanta's Buckhead area, uh, which is which is highly gentrified area. Um, um, uh, in the in, recently, and that and, and these this, this little area of massage parlors is the one area left uh, that uh, isn't white in that area. Uh, little is known about the suspect, uh, Robert Aaron Long of Woodstock, and authorities haven't specified charges. They're probably waiting for the investigation to find out if it was racially motivated so they can increase the charges, I suppose. Um, In Japan, a Japanese court ruled today that not allowing same-sex couples to marry is unconstitutional, which sets a precedent. Uh, The ruling by district court the first in Japan on the legality of same-sex marriages is a major symbolic victory in the country where the Constitution still defines marriage as uh, being based on uh, the mutual consent of uh, both sexes. While, does that mean that three people could get married as long as one of them is the opposite sex? Huh. While a new law will be needed uh, before same-sex marriages can actually take place, which could take some time, and, you know, Japan is relatively conservative. Uh, The plaintiff's lawyer called the ruling a revolutionary, and LGBT activists deemed it life-changing. Japanese law is considered relatively liberal by Asian standards. Uh, Social uh, attitudes have kept the LGBT community largely invisible in the world's third largest economy. Uh, Taiwan became the first country in Asia to legalize same-sex marriages in 2019, just a couple years ago. Under the current rules in Japan, same-sex couples are not allowed to legally marry, can't inherit their partner's assets, such as the house that they may have shared, and also have no parental rights over their partner's children. Though partnership certificates issued by individual municipalities help same-sex couples to rent a place together and have hospital visitation rights, they still don't give them the same full legal rights enjoyed by, you know, heterosexual couples. More about Anthony Blinken uh, yesterday criticized North Korea's human rights record and reiterated a vow to strip the country of its nuclear program a day after, uh, you know, Uh, Kim Jong-un's sister warned Washington to refrain from causing a stink amid deadlocked nuclear negotiations. Uh, Remember, I just talked about the sister yesterday. 
Uh, Blinken called North Korea's nuclear and missile programs a threat to the region and to the world. He said the United States will work with South Korea, Japan, and other allies to achieve the denuclearization of North Korea. Very important to do that because then we would have more power uh, with China. <clears throat> and we just discussed all that yesterday. Uh, the $1.9 trillion American rescue plan signed into law last week includes a welcome and confusing tax break for unemployed workers. Remember, you were supposed to pay taxes on, on uh, your unemployment benefits? Well, not so fast. The law weighs federal income taxes on up to $10,200 in unemployment insurance, which is almost exactly what I got. Uh, uh, in unemployment insurance benefits for people who earn under $150,000 a year, potentially saving workers thousands of dollars. Uh, states that currently tax unemployment benefits have yet to decide whether they will allow those state taxes to be waived as well. The change is good news for, you know, a lot of taxpayers who could save as uh, much as $25 billion. And that's according to uh, the Wall Street Journal. But it also affects an already complex tax season for tax collection agency that is already behind uh, thanks to understaffing and pandemic-fueled uh, disruptions. Taxpayers who received unemployment income last year had already, if they've already filed their 2020 re returns, uh, tax returns should wait before filing an amended return. The IRS said, the tax agency said, uh, uh, said uh, for those who received unemployment benefits last year and have already filed their 2020 tax return, the IRS emphasizes they should not file an amended return at this time until the IRS issues additional guidance. I, I have a friend, he does his taxes first thing, every year. And I say, I say, dude, you just, you just take your time. Just relax. He's going to be sorry now because now he has to deal with it. <laughs> uh, many advocates have uh, called for the IRS to proactively issue refunds to taxpayers who overpaid. That would include my friend. Among those advocates are Senator Dick Durbin of uh, Illinois, Representative Cindy Axney of Iowa, who, along with 19 members of the House and Senate, urged the IRS to automatically issue refunds without requiring amended tax returns. The AstraZeneca thing is getting worse. More than a dozen EU countries are halting use. A couple of countries are, get, are, are getting ready to go on board, back on board with AstraZeneca, though. Uh, the amount of people with clots is less than what happens in the general population. So it actually doesn't make sense to stop using the vaccine. But that's okay. More for third world countries, right? And they're the ones who really need it. I guess the question that has not been answered is, uh, are these blood clots, clotting, these clotting cases, are they worse than what happens in the general public? In other words, in the general public every year, there are blood clotting cases per million. Are these cases now after, after the AstraZeneca vaccine are they more serious I, I i guess we'll we'll hear more about this in the next couple of days i'm not sure what's going on <clears throat> in california this is stupid so stupid in california theme parks are opening up one new rule is going to be hard to enforce no screaming aloud i'm not kidding if you get on a roller coaster be aware that your screaming can past disease, and you are not allowed to do so. <laughs> what are people going to do? 
Put a bag over their head? Is there going to be a guy at the other end of the ride handing out tickets? You screamed. You get a ticket? You screamed. You get a ticket? <laughs> are you still, hey, are you still allowed to puke in the air so it lands on the people behind you on the roller coaster? Or does that also spread disease? Anyway, this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. Maybe, in, maybe, this is just, we're just spitballing this. Maybe include, uh, that's probably a bad thing to do, spitball. That could pass disease. Uh, anyway, maybe include an oversized screaming mask for riders. Uh, hand one out at the, be at the beginning of the ride. Yeah, you know, you spend an extra dollar a piece. It's no big deal. An extra dollar a piece for these, these giant masks so people can scream their head off. <laughs> oh, jeez. What will California think of next? I, thanks for coming. Jeez, man, I really appreciate you. I really do. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, and I'll show up right there at the top of the list, Political Views TV Podcast. I really appreciate you. Bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. If they stay, cool. If they don't, hit the road. Who cares? You know? Yeah, tell your friends about me. Uh, and it would be nice to have more people listening to me so I can keep doing this. And as I say every day, just remember, please remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>